I know. You don't have to point it out, Marina. Thank Adam? you. Yeah, I know. Welcome to Live from America podcast from the Comedy Cellar. Uh, mm. Hey, Adam. <coughs> it's not Adam. Uh, Colin Hughes is back. <laughs> How you doing? Friend Good. of the show. Welcome. Two podcasts in a row, huh? I guess so. Marina Franklin for the first, very first time. This is your treat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, she, and she's late. Do you want to introduce your other no self? One know, no one in the world knows I'm late. You just ha- Yeah, because I, 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 I'm I, honest with the, with the listeners. Okay, next, next, next. Damn. No one is on oh, fire. Next is me, right? My Ma- name is Matei. Uh, nice Ma- to meet you guys. Yes, Matei is, uh, uh, he is the founder and manager partner of Open uh, Source Entertainment. The it's founder a- of, w- and what? And managing partner. Managing partner, okay. I'm all oh, deaf, yeah, go ahead. Uh, just say I'm a serial entrepreneur. Yes. A uh, comedian Tony Dara is here as well. Rageaholic. <laughs> and he's, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stories we need to know about what happened to Tony. I don't know if he's going to share with us Founding this week. and managing partner of... I just read it. I can now. clear it up because I don't think... Go ahead. Go ahead. Please do. So I'm the founder of Open Source Entertainment and managing partner of Codeman LLC. It's a software company. Software company. Yes. Yes. And uh, he's, uh, you know, uh, he does a lot of uh, digital uh, marketing uh, work as well. Nice. You know? Yeah. And music. Do you know what that is, Marina? What? You know what? You didn't, I, I should t- say, you didn't call me a comedian. Did he give me the comedian? I, I don't think show? he did. No, he didn't give you the proper credit at all. I said I comedian he, Marina Franklin, I one of my favorite comedians did. ever. You can call me Harriet Tubman today. <laughs> Just call me Harriet. So no. what, what's on our agenda today? Well, we're going to talk about digital marketing, but first we want to talk about Mueller, obviously, about today. Yeah? Digital Marina... marketing. <laughs> <laughs> want to talk about what? Uh, Mueller. M- Mueller. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I don't have anything to say about Mueller. I do. Okay, go ahead. It's so such what a you... good day Col- for that. I know. Trump won again. That's what happened. Right, Coleman? You agree with me? That Trump won again today? Yeah. Cause Why? Because he said we can never, um, you know... Um, there's not that he didn't do anything wrong. You know, all this was for nothing. Well, well he uh, said I, he didn't said, say that. That's not what he said. It's not clear <laughs> as a win for Trump because when 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 Mueller said we did not clear him, that seemed like a clear reference to Trump saying they exonerated me and him saying, "Well, we didn't exonerate you." You could f- ask the further question whether Mueller should have said that, right? Because it is innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. That's kind of a weird thing for a prosecutor prosecutor to say we didn't exonerate you. Never heard a prosecutor say it. so. That's well, one conversation. But he didn't say they had that. They had that ability to exonerate him, but they didn't do that. Right. But they just gave the evidence to the you know attorney general and and, right. and he case. said he's not going right. to testify in uh, uh, in front of the Congress. Correct. I can sum it up. Yeah. Go ahead, Marina. They legal. They can't do it. They can't impeach the president. That's what he said. So who won? So that's no my point. No one wins because now it's up to. He's basically passing it off to the. Uh, senators <laughs> right that's what they are yeah to do the job it's up to them he's basically like we're while a president is office we can't this is not our job to do it we're legally not supposed to do it yeah that's what he said that's he what he said else, yeah. he well, said i didn't say anything except for we can't so this is up for the senate to do their job so if i'm gonna step in he you were 
Hatem, you're saying that he said that he's not going to testify, right? Yep. What I heard from the five minutes that I watched CNN today, <laughs> while making my shake in the morning, um, <laughs> they said that if he gets subpoenaed, he would have to testify, or they're trying to make a deal. Either that he's going to have to do it publicly in front of the cameras, or maybe behind closed doors with the senators only. But there is a chance, or the Democrats definitely want Mueller to come back and testify. But he sure. said he has no other information than what's yep. in the report. And I, I, I resent Mueller a lot. Yeah. Why? You're the only one. Everyone likes him. No, I, I, I didn't re- like him I today. resent him because it should. we shouldn't be having to figure out through innuendo and deductions what he's thinking, what he's not thinking, what did he mean by this? Did he think that he, he would... He, he actually committed a crime. Does he not think he committed a crime? Did he tell Barr this? Did he? This is too important for us to having have to interpret anything. Did you watch his press conference? Yeah, he should tell. Uh, he should answer. Obviously, the smartest people in the country disagree about various aspects of that report and what it meant and what the motivation was and all of it. He should sit down and answer an hour's worth of basic questions. This is serious stuff. Well, I don't think he said he. Uh, Hatem said he said he wouldn't testify in front of Congress. I don't. I don't he recall him saying that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he said. He said. I'm he not, said. Yeah. He said he doesn't want to answer. He doesn't I mean, want to answer any questions. Any questions. He, he doesn't want to. But I don't yeah. think he has the he's choice done. to just yeah. say. I know he said like, he didn't have anything to say that wasn't in the report. But if they subpoenaed him, he wouldn't appear. Uh, no. Now he did say that Barr wasn't playing any games. He said something to that effect. You know. So he, he kind of. But but Barr made the claim that he asked Mueller if the reason that you didn't find him um, that he that obstruction of justice occurred was because of the the uh, office what's the what's the OL, OL, OECD or OECD what is it whatever the the, the rules of the OLC. Justice Department there right and. Um, you know, and people dispute whether Barr is telling the truth or not. Answer the questions. Tell us. Because Barr actually said that when he first asked them, why did you do this? They hadn't formulated their rationale yet. Remember Barr said that? Uh, he should answer some questions. Yeah. If, if, there's pe- if there's things we want to know, he should answer the questions. I agree with that. I, I think he's in a good... I resent that he won't. Isn't the report answering the questions? Isn't that what he did? Uh, well, well that, but, The big question people have is... If not for this, is it OLC? Maybe OLC, uh, Office, legal, for, Office Legal Counsel. Right. Yeah. If not for this OLC guideline that says you can't convict a president, would you have convicted him? Oh, on the way to would you have charged him? Indicted him, indicted him. Would you, would you, have, would you have, have a right him? to right. not answer the question? Yeah. So He's there it is. But it, it's unsatisfying to many people. Yeah, well, And people are that. inserting their own opinion, saying he definitely would have or he definitely wouldn't have. And we just I, don't I think Marina had a good point, which is like he did answer a lot of things in his report, you know. So, you it's know, a, but but I, I like what Norm says also is like it, this is too big for him just to show up and treat everybody like that. He should answer questions. He should, you know, it um, seems like it's his belief that it's not his job to answer that question. Yeah, That's that, what that, he said today. Yeah, I, I, I it and you disagree me. with it. Well, yeah. it just bothers me that we that both sides still he left both sides things that they can uh, embrace and hide behind. Well, some I of mean, them are contradictory, and both are plausible interpretations. He could clear it up, yeah. and he's reluctant to clear it up. I, well, I, like I think that. it's obvious that the president of the United States attempted to obstruct justice. I mean, I think that's obvious from just what we know from the report. Well, we know but you he thought that cho- before you read the report. But we <laughs> couldn't. That's also true. I, yeah. But but 
um, but he couldn't indict the president anyway. So it's it's what I what I got from him today. It's someone else's job to interpret what they the evidence they collected. If there's going to be any tr- formal charges against the president of the United States, it's not the Justice Department's job. It's yes, Congress's but, job. But the thing is, this whole thing about the the that he can't indict the president creates a question, which is, did you? Uh, do this because you can't indict the president or would you not have indicted the president even if you could have? Yeah. We want to know that. So, well, so does it that mean they can indict him when he becomes a private citizen? It, could, it means they could indict him when he becomes a private citizen, yeah. Because okay. I heard that was kind of the um, the strategy behind what really happened behind closed doors. Well, that, that that's, that's one interpretation. Yeah. I don't think that's the strategy. You think it is. Either could be right. Right. Tell us. Well, yeah. why didn't he just exonerated him. So there was no evidence here of uh, obstruction well, there, of justice. There is some he evidence. He could have said that. And there why, is some evidence. Why did, he, why did he quit at the end? Like, isn't it, he's done already? So, like, why does well, that, it I was resigned. a two-year investigation. Yeah, but he said, I resigned for my, yeah, but it's over. Yeah, know? but he retired, he was retired before, you know, they pulled him for this. No, I understand, yeah. but he, he was for a specific uh, case. Yeah. And the uh, case is done. He didn't. I think he made it so dramatic that I have to resign. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I feel like he was doing the opposite of making it dramatic. Like he could have, kind of like James Comey did, and we could be seeing pictures of him in the woods, like tweeting about. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think we're gonna see that because. So why did he resign? Why did he say it, his job? It's over. His exactly the narrow. Nobody knows that he's still on the job. I, yeah, but nobody said. No, so we knew. We knew he was still on the job. I didn't. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, marketing. So we have a businessman. Nice <laughs> business, well, just what, what, what? you're not bothered by the fact that Mueller won't testify. I don't. I don't know that. That I. I mean, the, I watched the, that the thing. Left has I turned been it on and watched it. Cover up for for for. I don't know that he already. won't testify. I mean, I didn't get that. Yeah. I have to read the transcript because I saw it so fast this morning when I first woke up. But I don't remember him saying that he would refuse to testify. Mueller's character, though, speaks very loudly to be the most neutral person yeah. in this entire situation. And I think it goes along with his character, right? He doesn't want to sell books. He's not trying to be a celebrity. He's the most calm. Like, we don't, he doesn't even have a personality, really. Trump is so such an idiot. So it makes sense that he would be neutral about what? this. I want to disagree with that. No, the reason is because... All this evidence of obstruction of justice, which I, I don't think any of it rises to the level of actually anything you could convict him of or anything actually obstructed justice. But all that evidence is all they have. And none of it was necessary. All of it was him losing control of himself. None of it actually helped him in any way. It had no, it had no bearing on the first part of the report where they basically did exonerate him. He could be free and clear now. He could be slam dunking. If he just hadn't opened his dumb mouth, fire, uh, fire Mueller, you know, and that, and he doesn't even follow through with it, right? Or, he, or fire Comey. Why didn't you bother firing Comey? Well, the Comey thing. Uh, That's different. Yeah. Actually, the Comey thing is looking more and more like he was justified. That he should have, yeah. Because there was this podcast recently, this uh, Skullduggery podcast with Michael Lisikoff, where they had Jim Baker on, who was a former um, FBI counsel, who said that he told Comey not to tell Trump he was not under investigation because it wasn't true. He was under investigation. So it it paints a picture of Comey lying to the president. It also paints a picture of Trump accurately reading that this guy was 
bullshitting him and getting a bad feeling about it. So, anyway. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. But was he under investigation or was his campaign under investigation? Not for politics, marketing. Business owner. Yeah, can you define All right, there. Hold on, Marina. I'm introducing you. Two great Don't comedians. Don't talk to Marina that way. Two great comedians. I didn't mean it like that. She's my friend. <laughs> Two great comedians. So, oh, shit. I know that laugh. Oh, my God. Okay, go ahead. I just wanted to know what digital marketing yeah. is. How old are you? So, uh, 35. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> you're, you're exactly her type. I was 35 <laughs> once. You're, you're young and white, and you can help her. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me then... If I can help you, let me try to explain what marketing <laughs> is. Um, so I was actually thinking about it uh, earlier on the ride up here, but so you, there's different branches of marketing. I would say if I had to draw a tree diagram, you got marketing, and then off of that stems branding and sales, right? But branding is really defining the brand of who you are. Like, what are your morals? What do you stand for? Um, you know, what is your story about, right? That's, that's a brand. Some products don't have a brand, but marketing, I would say, is the action of marketing, you know, taking the actual action of marketing your brand or just setting up certain like marketing campaigns like, hey, you know, uh, my brand, I'm Beyonce and I'm about to put out this one song, this new single. So we're going to market the hell out of the single. But Beyonce's brand is a certain thing she's mm -hmm. been developing for years and years and years. And then sales, you know, when sales come to question, you probably think of a bunch of people in cubicles just doing cold calls all day. So wait, you so, actually are working for Beyonce? No, I wish. Uh -huh. Oh. So is it, is it, di is it different than if it's a person, if you're, like, if you're marketing or, or you like the um, managing of Marina versus if it's a place? Like, do you have different... Uh, yeah, definitely. Let's, let's, let's get specific. Give yeah. us examples of some great marketing that we've all uh, had experience some with. Some great well, marketing. Um like the commercials that the insurance companies make, Geico and Allstate with the bad guy, that's great marketing. Good commercials. You know, exactly. <laughs> but a great brand is like... Um, Geico. Supreme. Supreme or, or like you know, something that you think, like Volvo, the brand is safe, uh, safety, right? Explain right. something to me. Yeah. So when I'm talking to my friend, my old roommate, and he says, man, I just got this Supreme hoodie for like $400. And I'm like... It looks like a functional hoodie. I would have paid $30 for that. Right. And he's like, no, dude, it's Supreme. Like, this mm -hmm. is a Supreme hoodie. It says Supreme. You, you don't understand. And my brain, my, like, hyper-literal Spock brain is like, that. that's worth $35. It's a It's a hoodie. I could get one online. But what, what is the... What is the psychology behind branding? Why? Yeah, yeah. why would somebody buy a shirt, effect? pay extra to buy a shirt... That has the name of the person that made the shirt. That's on what he just asked. Column. Yeah, but wh so, why? So branding because it plays more to emotions, right? Branding goes no, to but emotions. Wait, but seriously, why would somebody buy thirty-five dollars for something they could get online? No, go ahead, guys. That, that's a great question. No, even, if it was, even if it was thirty dollars instead of four hundred, what's so, the extraction? Isn't there an emotional attachment? Uh, absolutely. So what, what's interesting is for like last five years, I'm a big Audible guy. So I'm, I've been I let's go Audible. Book. the books. Yeah, yeah. I go through a book at least you know one, at least one a month. I've been really getting deep into psychology books. And, you know, modern companies, they'll team up their directors of marketing with like a PhD in psychology. And they'll say, you guys figure out a way to, you know, resonate with our target audience. Like, mm -hmm. capture, you know, get to their feelings. You know, it's, it's something that, uh, you know, talking about politics, what Russia apparently did with kind of brainwashing people or, you know, propaganda. Um, on, on Facebook, like playing with people's feelings, their fears, their emotions, 
you know, creating a brand or, you know, so, so brand is more emotional. Uh, marketing is just the action, like I said, or like a specific marketing Isn't campaign. Isn't status but to show off? In America, That's I guess. emotional. Yeah, but... She's it, different. So I'm from Europe originally, you know what I mean? So it's so interesting Where are you me, from? Slovakia. Czechoslovakia originally. <coughs> and my father it. lives in China, so I had the pleasure to go visit him twice in the last four years. And it's interesting how different cultures perceive brands and they perceive... Oh, in Asia, you know, they're, very, they're very, they're very label-conscious. Right. You know, th so let me give you another good example of marketing. Um, native marketing on platforms, right? For they, they're saying that millennials nowadays, uh, they're becoming like deaf or blind to this like traditional, you know, gold, gold shiny thing type of marketing. Like they don't want to see the overproduced, a lot of money behind the video production budget to try to get you, you know, to market to you. They want to see the native marketing, which means if you want to be native on Facebook or Instagram, you want to act like one of your friends. So simply going on, you know, a story. Like AOC, talking about exactly, climate change talking, while like yep. eating some like, like or the tornadoes right behind or, you, yeah. about to get your ass. Yeah. You know, it, the, my generation loves that. Yeah, oh, that's know? why they're dying and doing yeah. selfies. Well, what's exactly. the definition of millennial? What's the age uh, cut off? Apparently, right? I was supposed to be a millennial because I was born in uh, December '83. I think oh, it was like '80. So you, but I don't consider myself. You turn 18 uh, after 2000. Is that it? Um, I, I'm yes, the, no, I was 18, 2002. Yeah, I'm the year that it went from millennial to Gen X, 96, I think. 95 okay. or 96. So I'm the youngest millennial. Got you. And I'm, you're I'm not claiming it. You're uh, not claiming I'm not claiming it. Baby boomer. So, so, wait, so <laughs> what, is, what is the definition? Born. It's a simply an age Annoying. Group. Okay. Annoying. It's I just understand an it's an age group. If only there were a device. Yeah. Let's see, millennial. Born annoying. Is, is, is your alter ego a uh, millennial? Is it millennial? Yeah, I was going to ask you, but so I created on Instagram a character based on my friend who's going through midlife crisis. Okay. So her name on Instagram is Midlife Isis. <laughs> and everything that she puts, she's, she went from Facebook to right. Instagram, which is now annoying me because her personality on Facebook is now on Instagram, which is like an older person on Instagram. Right. Everything is about her being alone but not lonely life is so <laughs> lifey and then Ooh. she's posting all of these pictures of her just her face a lot of selfies in front of clouds and she's overly like spiraling up so i created the app like sort of a mockery of that called right. single female 2020 and it's not me it's not my face it's a filtered version of my face okay and i say things like you know don't be in the background be the focus gotcha. and then i capture like someone awful in the background like really annoying stuff like life and i say life is i think so I, saw, I saw that one. yeah <laughs> and it's amazing how people are loving her more than me <laughs> they i'm getting a lot followers of, right i'm getting a lot of dms from young white guys <laughs> okay they're like hey hi why you're like you're up? like Hannah Montana. Are they real or are they bots? I don't know. I just there's like oh, yeah. there's so I have no. I just don't even know. They're just all these guys going. Like, F <laughs> me. Yeah. I got a picture of what looks like Justin Bieber, like you know, <laughs> but I highlight Justin Bieber on my highlights. Is Justin Bieber like here and now and you know feminism? Well, how young is too young for you, Marina? Yeah, how this young is too young for you? has nothing to do with the topic, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all I can think about while what I'm watching you. What you need to know, though. You should say, how old is too old? That's what you should be asking. <laughs> no, I no longer date younger guys. So, too young for me. 
right now. Actually, you're too young. For, I mean, not that you were interested. I'm not even acting like you are, but uh, I got to do 40 and up. Really? Yeah, I can't do on. I mean, if I happen to meet, uh, like, there was a 33-year-old that was interested in me kind of recently, but I, that's it's too young. But what, it's just but, too young. But And how old are you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're marketing. Come on. <laughs> Single female says there Young is 30s. no age. <laughs> there is no age to age. Because last year Marina was dating a, a quite a young man. No, okay. it wasn't. Was it, Not year, last year. Two years ago. Yeah, I know. It seems he like. was in his early twenties. I dated. So, wow. So, so no, he had a chance. Twenty-four. That's early twenties. Oh, yeah. twenty-four. <laughs> so, so me, he's twenty-four, and you broke up with him. <laughs> oh, jeez. So let me tell you a good analogy. So he he did a very good job of marketing himself to you, mm. but once you found out his, what his brand was, Ugh. you yeah. go. You broke it up. He didn't. He didn't market himself very well. I just was. I went from. I thought about this actually today. Okay. I had dated a guy who was younger before him. And I just wanted, I was continuing my, my rhythm of okay. what I do. <laughs> yeah. That's just what I do. I a and B testing, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing, I was like, with, with comedians, <laughs> I, analogy. <laughs> I feel like, like, because I know a lot of you guys, like somebody who's really funny, but not marketing themselves the right way, and somebody else who's not that funny, but does a great job marketing, they become... Huge. Oh, they and love successful. single female 2020. Yeah. But Marina Franklin. No, but even, even, even <laughs> but, but I'm talking about <laughs> co specifically comedy, you mm -hmm. know? Oh, yeah. Like this, I don't want to mention names, but, you know, some of the, you know, the first ones that come with the Facebook ads and all this, they became huge and selling out concerts and stuff like that. And they're not really that funny. And the ones that, you know, uh, so. Do so, podcasts on so Wednesday. <laughs> so how would I brand myself better? Obviously, Marina Franklin has not branded. By the way, well, I'm, I'm, I'm the opposite Marina Franklin because I always liked older women, but now all the older women are dead. Listen, I don't object, but we're asking this guy questions about you know how we should market and everything, but I want to hear his resume. Yeah, like, sure. what, what is he What is he marketed? Okay, so what have I marketed? So I've, I've been an entrepreneur since I was probably 18. Biggest company I built was an energy efficiency. Got it up to 50 employees. That was from 2008 till 2016. Trump's policies actually had us dissolve the company because, of, but that that was one company that you know we branded and marketed. Um, Aero advertising. I don't know. They're actually not in New York. Sound spinners. We did digital marketing for for that branch. Okay. Right. I've marketed my artist. I started my Instagram page uh, November 2017. I have close to 23,000 followers now. You know, so there's a bunch of our clients that work with us. So you name it. I generally like to work with startups just because I've been through multiple startups and I understand the pain points of what a startup. What do you show on your Instagram page to attract those? So my Instagram page is geared towards entrepreneurship, mainly for the music industry. I try to teach um, musicians uh, and entrepreneurs in the entertainment sector on how to carry themselves as a business. Right, because it becomes difficult, in my opinion, because you're not an iPad. You're not a product on the shelf somewhere. You're a human being, but you have to think of yourself as a product in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Right, it's difficult. That's why I think a lot of people go crazy, because they don't understand how to do that the correct way. No, I, it's a I don't understand Some that. People just so, like, so my question to you, again, right, as a comedian, this is both of us, right? Like, how would we... I mean, do you do that with comedians, or is yeah. it just... No, so if, if you already... if 
your brand is a comedian, you're funny, you put out a lot of content. Sure. It's all about targeting. So we'll just find the people that like what you have to say or if you if the topics that you talk about are similar to somebody else that you can literally choose from the selection of interests on Instagram or Facebook as a, you know, a marketing um, target. Then we can just blast your content to all those people and you let the people decide. They're either going to like you or not. They're going to follow you, engage with you. And would you tell her things content? like what to wear, like wear a low-cut blouse or things like that? Like you, I, I could. There's more PR. But, yeah, you know, when, when we meet with when Tony, I meet with companies that are in the startup cut. stage, we try to consult to them, like, how to create the brand that will probably resonate most likely with who you're trying to sell your product to. So there's got to be some thought behind it. So how, how do you distinguish between real digital traction and fake digital traction because i saw on twitter the other day from instagram uh this young woman who had a million instagram followers mm -hmm. i don't think she had paid for them in the sense that they were like like it was some algorithm they were real followers in the sense that she branded herself in a certain way she was young and beautiful and had products and she was going to start her own clothing line soon or whatever it was and so she started her own her own brand and the task in order to get it off the ground was to sell at least 36. And she didn't even sell 36 t-shirts yeah. to her million followers because they weren't huh. really real yeah. followers. They weren't it's, the type, they said they were going to do the, yeah. they said, I love, I wanted to see your new brand, but when, when so it came time to spend followers. money. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah you know, was, you know, a lot amazing. of times when I, like when I try to get guests in this show and uh, I look for people with obviously uh, good resumes, a lot of followers and stuff like that. What I do is like, because we had a couple of, couple of guests that have like millions of followers, but then you look at the pictures of comments, you find like five likes, you know, two yeah. comments. So that's weird. So you know that these are not right. real followers. So yeah. I think this is how you know. It's like how do you uh, re uh, interact with you on a daily basis? So how do you know they were real followers? Uh, well, so she, she wrote a, like a, an essay length response to her failure to launch the brand uh. and talked about how she cultivated her following, how devastating it was to learn that all of the people commenting that they wanted to buy t-shirts actually when the time came didn't really want to buy t-shirts. And I, reading between the lines, assumed that it wasn't that she was just using one of those, you know, one of the many apps where you can get a lot of, it seemed like she had kind of worked to get this following but it was just superficial enough that almost nobody actually wanted to put right. money yeah. down on this person. Whatever she was doing, it was it was taking pictures of herself you know, in different d different angles, different clothes, different <laughs> people. So a million it people real. are like, we just like looking at you. We yeah. don't want to buy it. Well, there's like all these underground strategies to, to kind of game the system, right? right? These different algorithms, follow for follow strategy, all this bullshit, in my opinion. If you see, like, there's a hundred people who commented on her essay like yeah. thing saying, Oh my God! I'm so sorry. This is tragic. Hang in there. When I was so like, the, did you see, did the see the right? I'll give you a perfect example of what might have happened. So I had a client uh, that it was a girl had 1.2 million followers. She was a model, right? Mm. Um, and when we actually looked at the back end, when we looked, when we broke down the metrics beyond who was actually following her, it was 89 percent of just a bunch of thirsty dudes, mm -hmm. right? And she wanted to launch a uh, line of yoga pants. Right. So how are you going to sell that to a bunch of guys? Maybe what we suggested to her is like when uh, Valentine's Day is yeah, around mm -hmm. to say, look, hey, guys, you know, you've been watching me now for three years. Why don't you get your girlfriend mm -hmm. a pair of these pants? That mm -hmm. may be a good time to, you know, kind of reverse psychology, her audience. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, the 89 percent of the 1.2 million followers would never engage with the product she was trying to sell. Mm -hmm. And the reason she got them, because I mean, she was a cute girl and she was consistent with, you know, posting a bunch of posts over three years or so. So the audience 
was built up, but it was the wrong audience. Did you guys see the documentary on Netflix about the uh, the greatest uh, music festival, the one that failed? Yes. You know, so they used basically Instagram influencers for two days and sold out yep. a festival for the first time. Now they did not have a place to do the festival or hotels, nothing, and they sold everything just because everybody posted within one hour window. A picture. What of was the it festival. called? What was it called? Uh, Fire Festival. Fire, Fire Festival. Fest. Yeah. And he went to he went to jail. This guy. They overmarketed. Um, yeah. A lot of the things. They did, but they I mean, did. it worked. You know, it was the plan. Yeah, but deliver. you know, Noam, you 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 lead one of the most successful businesses. Uh, what's your marketing strategy? <laughs> because I don't. Do you, do you think about marketing more or branding more? Like we don't we don't market. Yeah. We don't do it. They we just don't have do. a good product. Yeah. yeah, we don't do any marketing. What's your business? Well, well, referral. You know, I feel like Louis' Netflix show. Well, well, word of mouth right. is good marketing. Also, yeah. Louis' Netflix show was branding for this, intentional or not. <coughs> That's yeah, how I found out about this place by watching so, that show, you know, and, and my friends as well. But I, but uh, yeah, but you know, customer service. Like I know, you know, from working for them, that every uh, it's one of the places that anybody that complains, the owner himself gets back to them. Right. If, they, if somebody complain, so they so like that kind of attention. As a dentist, I mean, but <clears throat> no, I, I was demand. kidding about dental supplies. Uh, <laughs> I own the comedy side. He owns the. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't do my research coming here. No, you didn't have to. Just, I, I kind of like that you thought I did dental supplies. <laughs> I, 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 I you know, kind of went. No, if no, you no, had to do all over again, it would be dental supplies. No one else really it? heard me, but <laughs> he's right. That 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 was. Uh, we, we do we do have marketing in the sense that whenever we're on TV, Louis was a big one, bumping mics, Ray yeah. Romano show, whatever it is. These are these are marketing. Also, uh, everybody who comes tweets about it. They yeah. uh, they you know they saw Chappelle, they tweet about it. They saw this, they put it on Facebook. So that becomes our marketing, but. But you've been that, here for a long word, time. That's that's word of we're mouth by today's terms. Yeah, yeah you've been here for a long time. Marketing in today's terms. You know, not not intentionally, because they come here, they tweet about you. But you've been around for so long. The, the, another thing I want to mention about marketing, just like the music industry, it has changed dramatically in the last five years, even compared with the last 10 years was. And even that changed dramatically from what the 80s and the 90s were in terms of marketing. It's completely different nowadays. So the comedy seller has been around for how long? How many decades? Since 81. There you go. You know, so the word of mouth definitely did its magic you know it was the experience you guys did a great job of accommodating every comedian that came through audience came however you guys got the audience in here and the word just spread and it became a spot for the comedians to go to and when, that's good when you, we started they were still doing brand. dental x-rays on film <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> I would say Tough Crowd was the first real yeah, tough, she's right Tough Crowd yeah. was the first like little accelerant yeah. that we had so, so how did you well, the, the first show how did you guys get people to come is it just because you're in New York City? And no, you there was an ad. The, the, the very first show in the 80s, there was an ad placed in the Village Voice in the theater section. Okay. And wow. Yeah. Really? Oh, wow. <clears throat> and that, the Village that, Voice. Did wow. it work? Uh, yeah. I mean, do you ever it worked get, well enough. Do you ever you? get worried that if you do too much more? Because I never hear you say, talking about marketing. I know it's doing very good. But do you ever worry that if you do the wrong marketing can affect you negatively? That's why you don't want to change anything kind of thing? Well, I never really believed in marketing. And, yeah. you know, I had another business, Cafe Wa, which was very, 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 very successful. And we never did any advertising for that either. It was all word of mouth. Um, 
Marketing is your net worth. But then why, let me ask you this question. Why do you think Coca-Cola spends billions of dollars on advertising every year when everybody knows what Coca-Cola is? Good question. Because believe it or not, if Coca-Cola stopped advertising two years later, at least the young generation would have no idea what Coca-Cola is. And ten years later, the only people that are talking about Coca-Cola is like Harvard professors breaking down why they failed. Well, it'll be <laughs> like Coca-Cola they could advertise in a different way. I mean, they could advertise through Instagram and, and right. the way... That you're talking dig, digital marketing. Why do I see the Coke posters everywhere I go? And, and they and, do it. It's know. like, you know, they do the influencer. They try to, again, play to your emotions because they also have, I think Coca, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Coca-Cola, Pepsi, all these soda companies because at the same time you got all this other marketing happening to try to educate us that soda is bad for you and it's unhealthy to, to drink that stuff. Yeah, but they sell the other products too, so it doesn't oh, matter. Right, you're right. Oh, okay. so, well, I was saying, yeah. it's, it's something interesting that I've noticed that um, marketing works better when you're already well known. So, yeah. like, if I was gonna, yeah. ha if uh, I don't know, Ray Charles is dead, but Ray Charles comes to mind. Ray Charles is gonna play the Blue Note, and you put it, a single ad in the paper, you'll sell it out. But you could spend hundred thousand dollars advertising some unknown guy. He's the best. Why you put blue, and no, and still sell no tickets. Correct. So now that the seller is very very famous marketing might actually help us except that we have no room we're sold out coca-cola doesn't have a capacity they can sell you know unlimited cans of coke so i guess in that way it 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 might be cost effective for them they also probably don't even know themselves how important the marketing is or or where what the sweet spot is but they don't want to take any chances i mean but sometimes sometimes <laughs> sometimes you you want to market i remember you know, when the shows were sold out and many would tell me, like, I still want to promote it because I want people to know that it is sold out. So when they come next time, promote they make it for, for, for free. Yeah. 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 So so people know that it's sold out. So that's kind of market. So you can use that, you know, uh, strategy that it's always sold out. We're going to let know? that one pass. Yeah. The strategy. It could also be like, <laughs> you guys have a great brand, strategy. though. The, the brand is very, very strong for yeah. the comedy seller. Yeah. Right, that's but I'm saying that's the irony. That when the brand do. is strong, that's when the marketing really becomes cost-effective. It's very difficult. Right. It's very, very difficult to get anybody to just go buy something because that they that they have no unless it like really suits a need. Oh, I really need that. You know, that's perfect. I've been looking for something like that. Then maybe like an infomercial kind right. of convinces you of something. But in general, you see restaurants all the time just advertising themselves. I mean, who's ever gone to a restaurant because they saw an ad? But if you wanted to right. change it's, your they, audience, they just waste now. their money. Um, Groupon is a good way to advertise for restaurants. Sometimes. I don't know Groupon. But do you feel good about eating at a place which is advertising on Groupon? No, no, really. no I don't. No. But if you wanted to change your audience, no, like you know, like if you you know, like a blacker. <laughs> blacker. You know, you've often asked me that question. How can I get more black people in? Yeah, you remember you said what? What is that? Like I, I was trying. To, I was kind of hitting on. You. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I call bullshit on that conversation. I didn't really care. No, what, what, what did I say? Ever since I told him I was eleven percent Ashkenazi Jewish. Uh, so, uh, so go ahead. What, what did I say to you? No, about? but like you said, how do I? Why or why don't I have that here? Didn't you say that? Aren't you? So that would be like. Why don't a we have more black customers to market out to? Yeah. Wouldn't that be like a strategy? If you wanted that, I guess. You don't necessarily need it, but if you wanted to 
I wouldn't know how to do that. Yeah. I mean, you, I wouldn't know how to go about you that. You just start getting. You would have to watch. You start getting new too. acts that um, cater to that audience. Just. I feel like a lot of acts already time. here would cater to that audience. Yeah. yeah. Not necessarily. See the. See, I think it's the waitresses a, a that are against is, it. <laughs> can I just? It's the thing is, is that a black audience. I think he, I told you this is that we only. I'm gonna speak for us, I guess, for now, <laughs> but. Like, they usually go out for someone they really think is funny. It's not like they'll just, mm. their behavior is different. It's not like just a random night of seeing all stars. Mm. Even if, perchance, they might see Chappelle, black audiences need to know they're going to see that person, and then they go. Yeah. And I think it's just, a, it's just interesting. But I, I don't, I don't, uh, I remember when we had Chappelle announced, which is very rare, but we, we did one time when he had this show, three shows in midnight the sold Chappelle out show? In yeah years ago it sold out within five minutes and the audience when I go to Chappelle concert is not the same as when you go to comedy club okay well th this is my uh, white person's take on it sure I, <laughs> but I have some experience with this I think that like other ethnic groups but maybe more than most black people often look to go out for a a cultural entertainment so they want to go to a black club to see a black comedy show. They're not there. I mean, obviously, some are. We always we have plenty of black customers, but like when we had like not if he keeps talking like that. no no can we have like, <laughs> can we have, no can we have like Ron Grant Sunday night the open mic mm -hmm. or the slam you know the, the funk night we'd have these nights which became basically a hundred percent black and these would be the nights that the the black customers I knew would be looking forward to all week long. It was to go out to that essentially black entertainment evening. Whereas the average white person is not really looking at that. You know, it's, it's kind of analogous to Modi's crowd. Yeah. Like Modi has, they, they want an evening of Jewish humor because they can't really get that anywhere. And, and black people turn on the TV more so now than ever before. But they didn't used to be able to get that as easily, you know. And so they kind of, and I think they kind of enjoy, this may be some kind of like minority psychology, but they kind of enjoy going to a place for them. Yeah. Which I think is a is um I mean I think is typical of a lot of uh, I can relate to that. That's lot, why I enjoy brothels. <laughs> Koreans do the same thing. Yeah. They'll have yeah. a you know they'll go to a Korean place, and I think that's kind of we do the same thing, but you only call it meetings. Arabs, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. But you're right. You're right. So Arabs do the same thing yeah. too. Yeah. It's, it's so, not not, so not in uh, large numbers. No, we don't we don't get together in large numbers. By uh, the way, it's 81 to 99 are millennials. So uh, both my kids are millennials. Coleman, so what's your uh, marketing technique as a writer? I don't think I have one. What would you think a writer should... Uh, is that's it, is that's it, a good question. Is it branding or Networking. marketing? Does he market the, the, the like articles or himself? You have to go to networking events because if you think about as a writer for what music or writer for programs... Right for like online magazine. Online magazine. Mm -hmm. You think about the audience, right? It's not a consumer type thing. Like people don't wake up in the morning. It's like, man, on Friday night we're gonna see this writer. Like there's a particular <laughs> industry <laughs> that you're in, right? <laughs> so you have to network with that industry. Like I'll give you an example: writers in the music industry. If you're gonna start promoting on Instagram that you're a writer, you're gonna have to do a lot of damn promotion to be, you know, maybe known. Really, what save your money? Go to Nashville. Spend like three weeks in Nashville. 
start with all these different like writing clubs and these meetings meet the other writers let them see what you got they're going to introduce you and it's very interesting because i think comedy is very similar to music right like the endorsements almost work really well if a new comedian is getting up and started like yeah he's got to perform well in front of an audience but if he, if he gets an endorsement from a veteran comedian then his audience starts embracing him more and more same thing with you know singers like well, it's the same thing for Coleman. Yeah. Some new kid coming out, Drake, you know, does a feature with him. Now he blows up. But, like, you don't have products doing that, right? The iPad doesn't endorse the new Samsung phone's about to come out. Mm-hmm. You know, be right. weird. Like, yeah. so right. it's a, they have to do a hell of a lot of marketing to convince people it's a good product to use. But human but marketing slightly. You different. do have the same situation for your career, even though his career is early, is that he has some of the most important intellectuals in the country, like Steven Pinker and Andrew Sullivan and there's a whole bunch of them. They read his writings and then they tweet him. That probably is my branding. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's huge. Like 99% of my branding. There you go. Yeah. Probably. So that's similar that, to Louis yeah. doing the thing in the comedy cellar. Yeah. It's like you're not plugging right. yourself. Someone else that everybody regards as an expert is plugging you. Right. And that and that gives right. you the credibility. You could you Absolutely. couldn't tell people I am blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Only Steven Pinker can tell people right. that. Right. Sam yep. Harris, you know, he's so yeah. I guess that's marketing. Right. Look, anytime we take on a client, first thing we do is called the research phase. Like, I got to do a feasibility study. Understand, I have to understand who your audience should be. What do you think your audience is? What is your product? Who are you trying to reach? Are you a human being brand? Are you a physical, you know, technology brand? Are you a shoe? Like, what is it that we're trying to target to develop a strategy around it? Because everything has a different strategy. But at the end of the, d- the day, I think... It all boils down to psychology. What about age with marketing? Do you give up on old folks? (laughs) (laughs) Now, more than ever, old folks are being marketed to because they're on Facebook. They're not on Instagram. They're on Instagram. Are they slowly starting to be on Instagram? So here's the thing about because I do agree. So Facebook, we have to realize it's 2.3 billion uh, people are on Facebook as a population, right? So in the United States, when people say young people are not on Facebook anymore, that's for United States. I would agree with that. More younger people from like, I don't know, 13 to maybe 25, 28 are on Instagram more prominently. That doesn't mean that still a lot of them are not on Facebook because we're talking millions here, right? But in other countries, Facebook is reverse. You know, maybe even Instagram has what, 1.3 billion users right now? I think the smartest thing Facebook did was to buy Instagram. Yes. Because if they haven't, they would have been done. Facebook's terrible. You know? Yeah, exactly. But they're smart enough to, to realize what the future is. They bought WhatsApp. They bought Instagram. They, they bought kind of the competition around it you know, and control it. So that yeah. way, Facebook itself is not as, as bad as it should have Facebook been. Facebook is still really good for, like, if you're trying to reach the middle-aged crowd with, like, a product or a service, you want to go on Facebook. Well, one I'm of the so things skeptical I, of marketing. One Sorry. of the things I've yeah. noticed that's changed for me in thinking about marketing is that you may not be an inst you have to go where you know your love is right like like you just said like i thought facebook was done but i'm over a certain age so my certain age is on facebook so why leave it behind just because i want to be cool like the young kids the best strategy is to do all you know as many as you can handle if you're a business, hire a team. Try to be on—I mean, be on Reddit, be on Pinterest. Every single one of these platforms that starts having like 50 million or plus users, your audience is going to be on there somewhere. I don't know. I don't know if I buy you it. I don't, because first of all, I've seen so many places and and ventures fail. Yeah. Yeah. And they always say the same thing: we didn't market right. We didn't market right. 
No, they always had shitty products. Yeah. I, I, my kids watch, my, my two-year-old watches this video of something with these like little foam clay things and they turn them into ice cream cone. I mean, you, I can't even describe it. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at 80 million views. Yeah, let me add, maybe this wait, is wait. the same thing. What, do you know what unboxing wait, wait. is? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Unboxing, Hold yeah. on. My, my point being that, now this, they're not marketing this video. There's something about this video which reaches two-year-olds, yeah. <laughs> and they just watch it again and again and again. And and I don't know if the people who did the video had insight into two-year-olds or it was just trial and error. It was probably an accident. They probably hit on something. But the point is, there's no marketing that went into 80 million views. Right. It was people liked it. Well, do you know what unboxing is? You take something out of a box? No, no. Uh, Explain day, to him day, what unboxing is. The day is, after Christmas? No, no. No, no, no. It's like introduction of a product. Like the, if you oh, are the kids do that? something. No, adults. No, it's a huge like, business on YouTube yeah, now. So, for example, when the next oh, yeah, 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 Galaxy yeah. S13 comes out, there's going to be a few influencers on YouTube that get it before the marketplace does. Yeah. They're going to do the unboxing. They're going to get it from Samsung. They're going to you know, take it out of the box, the package, and they're going to criticize every single portion of the box, the... The, but they know, do it with toys. Yeah, I've seen everything, it with toys. You know, so. Okay, but people make a lot of money. Doing so let me that. give you an example. Yeah, but brand, go ahead. U2, remember this? They had a new album. Now, they were the biggest. Oh, yeah. They gave it out for free yeah. to every, and still nobody listened to it. People hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was all of a sudden it was on your phone when you didn't ask it for it. But the much. point is that this is like, when, when, when people no longer wanted the next U2 album, you could give it away yeah. for free and people still, all, there's no bigger marketing than actually giving it away for free and still nobody would listen to it. That's funny. So you'd it's, be surprised well, what. I feel like, well, I was, gonna say, I, I was listening to, um, the New York Times Daily podcast oh. yesterday. Right. And they had this thing about. Uh, whoa, He's whoa. my enemy. Oh. <laughs> Michael Barbaro. Oh. Go ahead. It's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> and they, they had a thing about the New York, the the, the taxi medallions in New York, and yeah. uh, how it went from you know it started at ten dollars per medallion in like the thirties, and it was selling for a million dollars for a single. My friend medallion. lost millions in that now. Oh. And yeah. then it, and then the price dropped. Yeah. So they were talking about w what. They put these medallions up for auction, and what people who owned medallions did is they they bid on these medallions way more than they were worth. Is that a million dollars or whatever to to persuade other people that the medallions were worth that much? Yeah. So then the value of the medallions they already owned would go up. Yeah. So what I'm saying, what what if the YouTube thing is like you get something for free? Some part of you reasons it must not be that good right. if they're giving it out for free at this point. Yeah. And the the converse is, if something is very expensive, it must be damn good. Sometimes I'm, I'm looking at a menu, deciding between two things, and I go for the more expensive thing because I'm part of me is thinking like, if it's on the menu at that price and people are buying it at that price, maybe it's higher quality for some reason. I, I know that's completely no, no, it's true. A twenty five dollar hooker, <laughs> <laughs> much better than a fifteen dollar hooker. Trust me. <laughs> the behavior of an audience that goes to a free comedy show is the same thing. Mm. Sure, very true. They yeah. act like it's free, so I can act a Ooh. fool up mm. in here, and they have no respect. It, yeah. It's like an yeah. open mic for musicians, right? Very yes. true. Yeah. You know, but you know, we have to remember that brand is very important to consider, right? Yeah. Um, because when you said that, you know, you heard a company saying well, we just didn't market correctly, but their product sucked, that means their brand sucked. So if your brand sucks, you can market till your face turns blue, but you're probably not gonna achieve much 
market saturation. And marketing now is in everything. Like, remember, Barack Obama was the first one to use marketing like in a presidential candidate like 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 the way he used it, the first the first Barack Obama digital know. marketing yeah digital marketing yeah. I and think you it meant the inverse product though <laughs> converse inverse did i say converse yeah i think you i think who knows Obama. what the converse Obama. is what's the difference between converse and inverse i think converse would be uh, if it's free it, it's not good so have you been it, thinking it about that the last yeah, two yeah. minutes if, <laughs> if, it's free, if it's free it's not good it means so you say if it's not good it's probably free conversely mm. the inverse would you, would, you would take the opposite of both if so it's then, free it's not good if it's expensive it probably is good then what's the contrapositive that i don't know i don't know but i think with you too though they got i think they got paid for their album from apple apple just gave it away yeah. Right, and the then, point is that, yeah. that, that it, there was no interest. And by the way, yeah, like I, if, I, if I go to a steak, get a steak somewhere, if it's not like at least $35, yeah. I just, just, I'm not going to take a chance. You say something's wrong with it. Yeah, yeah how good could it be? But, just uh, going but I bet, you, but I bet and, you're going to be pissed if that $35 steak sucks. Well, yeah. And we, <laughs> I, I was very nervous. This is years ago. I was very nervous about raising the cover yeah. of the Comedy Cellar. Yeah. And I raised it significantly. The only time I ever raised it significantly and business shot up wow. because uh. we, we had been cheaper then, yeah. than Gotham and we weren't famous quite like we were today. What is and the, 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 my, what's the cover now, by the way? What's the cover? At the highest cover is 24. Because my son and I went to the movies a couple weeks ago to see Endgame. And it was a, uh, like $27 each for a ticket to see yeah, it in IMAX. It's, it's, like it's still cheap. For a movie during the week. See, yeah. my, my best marketing strategy is... Um, I tell the girls I'm gonna wear a condom, so she's like, "Okay, are you always wear a condom? You can take it off." So I end up nothing. Oh. You end up staying, staying home a lot. Reverse psychology. Uh, are yeah. you stealing material? No. How? Uh, whose material is that? I think that, nobody's. Louis. No. Sorry. Is that Louis material? <laughs> no, it's not. When he was young. Well, I I'm too young to remember that. <laughs> so. Anyways, what were we saying? Uh, he's talking about the cover. We're talking the about condoms oh, yeah. so, and so, how you market that. Yeah. So, so anyway, yeah. So so it and it it shot up because people I think were comparing people like come out of town. They want to go to a comedy club, and they weren't looking for the cheapest comedy club. Right. They didn't want to risk their evening because they might have only had one evening to go out in New York. Right. Yeah. So they would often go to the most expensive comedy club mm -hmm. or whatever it was. So we did see business shoot up. I but like, it's still uh, cheap, considering how much it costs to go to a movie in this town. Now that we're more famous, yeah. uh, I think it helps us even more to not be expensive. Yeah. It, it's, it, it, it's interesting how these things shift. A lot of branding is about, as a consumer, you not having information about the product. Information you can't have, like, am I going to have a good night? It's fundamentally unpredictable. You're always playing the odds. Right. So I feel like what, what branding does is... You know, say I'm in a I'm in a new country. I'm deciding between Coke and some brand I've never heard of. Brand could be better than Coke, but I'm playing the odds. I know Coke won't kill me. I know Coke will be fine. It reminds me of like Breaking Bad when he had the blue meth. Yeah. And the blue meth was his signature. It was yeah. a signal that couldn't be faked. If you saw blue meth, you knew that shit was the best meth, which is why he could charge much more for it. But a lot of branding is in that rational category. But I feel like there's other branding that's just like in the supreme category where it's like it's not like i'm buying this because it's the best sweater or because i don't know how good the sweater is going to be there's some totally different social phenomenon where i'm signaling that everyone knows supreme hoodies are 500 dollars, so i must have 500 dollars, even if i got this one as a knockoff and i'm not going to tell you and then it becomes a social status signal so i feel like there's two there are multiple different types of branding Absolutely. cabbage patch kids the credit 
the street cred, right? Yeah, yeah. even even yep. in sports, Jordans. in sports, you know, a lot of a lot of decisions that they make when they want to buy a player is how much he sells uh, t-shirts. You know, especially in Europe, like mm-hmm. in soccer. I know you guys yeah. don't like soccer, but uh, somebody like Cristiano Ronaldo, he signed one billion dollar deal with Nike, lifetime. You know, absolutely. So. The, the personality, yeah. right? So when you're a human being brand, I uh, experienced a lot in the, a lot in the music industries. The the personality also has to be on the level where you could be a superstar, right? Because if you're just an asshole, arrogant person, uh, you know I can hear gonna, you, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, but he's yeah. right because he he is the most followed in Instagram, yeah. in Facebook, and he's not he's not a female, you know, or a model or or, or anything. He's he's just a regular athlete, you know. Not regular, but he's he's a, a good athlete and he's he's older now, you know, but he's uh he's branding himself the right way, you know. Same thing with the New York Knicks. Like we always suck, we're never in the playoffs, yet every time we go to the garden it's sold out. Tickets are very expensive because the experience is not watching the Knicks play. The experience is being in the Madison Square Garden, you know. So. Right, I've always noticed, though, back to the age thing, mm-hmm. older comics who are, you know, pretty seasoned, you know, um, they're great comedians, but they, on Instagram, it's like the numbers are lower. Right. And, and so I don't know, like, what they need to do to change that. Um, and I'm, I'm one of them. They, <laughs> they could hire a you know professional firm to truly just pick up target the older people that are on instagram because they are there oh but yeah, they're probably doing well do yeah me. but you know they're probably doing well on the platforms because every platform has their own audience right like reddit you guys probably heard me mention that have you heard about reddit yeah yeah, yeah. it's more of like a techie underground you yeah. know type community so if you're going to market on reddit you have to understand what type of people hang out on there to you know hang out there to see if they're going to resonate with your content or not is this wrong so, I sit home all day and I click on the Google ads of the other comedies, uh, other comedy clubs. Is that, that Google that, that's ads? Wrong. Is that unethical? <laughs> Why you're uh, not unethical? Artificially inflate. Their no, because they, they, they're wasting their. Uh, they pay bits. every time. <laughs> <laughs> and I do it with an incognito window. Oh, is that right? <laughs> Untraceable. They charge them every time I somebody clicks on server. it. I get a proxy server. What's that? They charge them every time someone clicks on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so, so, sometimes those things can be, uh, you could pay as much as $6 a click. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Because when you, when you, if you Google Comedy Seller, these, these you know, parasitical ads come up, like all the competitors come up there and try to get you, and they word it even so you might even think it's the Comedy Seller, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember when the place opened down the block and they just cut and pasted the Comedy Seller info and put it on there. Yeah, that's ad. right. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. So, so to be fair, I actually really don't do that, but I always am tempted to do that, but I actually don't <laughs> click on it because I'm, I'm not you that kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> How much has, but if anybody out there wants to help. <laughs> How much has Alexa and things like that where you feel like people are listening to conversations, has that changed for you? Or you mean am I like paranoid? Like I do have Alexa. Yeah, like does that... Um, I think we live in the world that if if you want to get away with like bad shit, don't get Alexa. But like, I have nothing to hide. You know, like what are they gonna do? I feel like they're already listening to us. They have, you know, we're talking about politics. If mm-hmm. you do a crime and they want to subpoena your, like they they're gonna know yeah. what you googled. Yeah, they're gonna find. Dr. King didn't have Alexa. It, they're gonna every time you pass a cell phone, you know, tower, they're gonna know where you're at or use a credit I card. I have, so I have. I like f- Alexa. It's convenient. It's I just, have a I friend. I feel like the ads have come at me. Through conversations I've had. No. During, I don't I'm that. not kidding. I'm like, I'm talking, I'm like, I'll see things pop up. I'm like, I said that earlier today. Why is that popping up on my feet? Do you have the, which Alexa? I have Alexa. The, the, the video I have the screen? Little, the little circular thing. 
And then oh, so today the on the news, they the said audio. you can delete everything you said. You say, Alexa, delete everything I said today. Yeah. Well, Gmail used to do that. Yeah. So the reason Gmail was free is because they would low-key, like, monitor your conversations in, in the subject of the email. Mm -hmm. And then on the side, if you notice, like, if you write a lot about dental products... You start seeing dental products <laughs> in the right, the right column. You know what's uh, uh, funny about that is that, uh, you know, Quora, you know that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I always get these emails from Quora, and it's always, like, stuff about Marvel comic. Like if, like if, uh, Quora's where you answer questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like if Iron Man, uh, you know, uh, face Superman, who would win. Like, all these all these different uh, hypothetical questions about Marvel characters. And I sent him, my son one day, like, what's with Quora? With, what's with these people? You know, is, it, is the whole world, like, you know, just... Uh, uh, crazy over Marvel. I don't think, think about anything else. And then he explained to me the reason I'm getting that is because that's the only stuff that I click on on Quora. Yeah. <laughs> answers to that stuff. So Quora's I was exposed by a, for like if you're a company that wants to be known, like let you know, have a software company. We do e-commerce software. So if we get on there and we answer questions related to e-commerce, build your website, whatever e-commerce marketing strategies, then people will find us as a company because we have a profile. We can put our link in there. They're like, oh, these guys look pretty knowledgeable. I've seen them now, you know, answer three questions. Let me check out their website. Boom, now we got a client. Why is he getting so many Valtrex and Cialis ads? <laughs> Alexa, answer that. <laughs> hey, if you buy one, I heard if you buy one of those things, you're done for the rest of your life. You're going to be, you know, I'm going to market you every single day. I have no, uh, I'm not at all concerned about my privacy. Like, like I don't care what Google reads in my it, email. It, it like, depends. But yeah. well, there is no privacy anymore. I privacy was is arguing. It's not like a person. It's I a was it's like nothing arguing <laughs> with my recent guy. And I, the 19, so the 19 he didn't even oh, he didn't write the boyfriends. Just the guy. He didn't get the boyfriend. I'm trying to be Recent careful. Oh, okay. <laughs> the one with the issue. Oh. God. No, not that I'm one. I'm trying to be careful, but yes, oh. that one. <laughs> yeah. um, and he, we were having an argument about something, and Alexa pipes in. I don't understand what that means. That's in the middle of our argument. And well, that is it, I don't know. I don't. In Google, it's uh, it? hey Google. There must be a magic yeah. phrase. You, you say Alexa. You right? Oh, he's not just that. Hey Google, my phone just went off. No, yeah. I said nothing about Alexa. Are you sure you didn't say like lexicon or like no? Lexograph? I mean, I. I no, there was not. I mean, I, it was maybe real, Google was taking his side. Did you think about we that? We were having <laughs> such. Maybe it, were, it was such an intense moment. There was even a pause, and she goes, "I don't understand what that means." And I was like, "What That's the?" Funny. Okay. And I, you know what? She maybe still, she was reading his mind. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good one. Uh, thank you. You know, uh, the owner of the county seller should start doing stand-up. I'm telling you, he's pretty good. I, saying, I, I agree with what Noam said before. When people worry about how social media is is completely destroying our privacy, I just, I honestly can't even feel that fear at a at a gut level. I I get it intellectually, but. You know, I think of the fact that I've seen Facebook ads for me, like tailored to me that were for Christian therapy. I never <laughs> forgot that one because I've been, <laughs> I've been an atheist for years. Well, that's, they know so that. Like, <laughs> you need therapy. That's so why. Like, <laughs> so like I, I, the AIs are good or sometimes they're good. When I'm on Amazon, I get books that I am interested in. They're pretty good at predicting what I want, which is all to the good for me. It just means I spend less time looking for books. And a point that Tyler Cowen, who you just had on your podcast, makes is that the main threats to your privacy are 
your friends and family That's in right. terms of who's like really likely to put your you know the skeletons in your closet right. on blast but so, sometimes sometimes get, get ready your side chick forget about alexa <laughs> sometimes <laughs> your, your life could change if you're worried about your with privacy. The invasion of privacy <laughs> You know, I'll give you an example. Like for if you are an immigrant and you're applying for a, a green card now yes. or, or a citizenship and that happened to a friend of mine, they go through your social media to find out if you're that's faking different, it. That's different, yes. And that, I don't know if that's, is that legal? I don't yes. know if that, they, it's legal. I just so, got my citizenship two years ago. You know, and yeah, and, and, and my, my friend was in an interview recently and she's, uh, you know, and they told her you were talking to another guy while you're married uh, she's like what uh, okay. oh. and they're like yeah we have your instagram we have your facebook yeah, wait like her messages or or what like her dms or comments uh, it would have to be public you have, you have no expectation of privacy for things you post your your private There's messages no correct they, they got into her dms and said you uh, were i'm 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 not sure of the exact thing i don't want to give the wrong information because yeah, i feel like that would be a bright line for me if they yeah. But either that's either yeah. or okay, is it legal? I don't know. But you know, I guess you sign uh, now nowadays when you sign up to Instagram or Facebook, you agree to that this information is is yeah. going to be public. No, not your but not your private messages. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Gen- you know it should be private. No, generally in the law, you have you have a, the, the, there's a standard of whether you have a reasonable expectation of privacy. When you post something on Facebook, yeah. you might not have a reasonable expectation of privacy. Although you could argue it was just for my. 5,000 friends, whatever it is. But if it's a private it's message a between, between the two of you, yeah. I'm pretty sure it would not be legal to get that without a warrant. Yeah. Well, unless the other person gave it up. If the other person gave but, it but up. But yeah. I don't know the law if you are applying for, you know, uh, remove the condition from your green card or citizenship or something like that. So um, the point is, like, nowadays, like, every, like, if you notice, like, all the immigrants are not citizens yet, they don't have a lot of activities on that. Facebook and Instagram yeah, because well, Facebook would not give it to the well, government without a warrant. Instagram is the same thing. It's just, yeah. it's just make sure it's not private. But you bring up a good point because the default settings on Facebook is that you're basically you know broadcasting to the whole world unless yeah. you specifically change it. Like only your friends can see it. There's a your friends and their friends and their friends can see it. That could be have a viral effect potentially. Yeah. But you gotta you know I think anything that's in the public domain they could use it. That's a pretty good point. I'm just surprised that our government has that many resources to here's the thing though if <laughs> spend people, that much time on one woman if people cared about privacy as much as i hear if i like you know listen to podcast space and whatever read articles about why isn't everyone switching over from I don't know, facebook message to like whatsapp something that's like super secure as secure as <laughs> so, possible if yeah. the demand were really that high wouldn't that be happening in droves no we're wouldn't giving away our, we're giving away our freedom you know, right. we're, we're giving that the right to privacy. We gave that away already. That's gone. It indicates that we don't care as much about it as many of us claim to. Right. Well, I don't. I think it was um, actually. You know, um, how old are you? I'm sorry. Twenty three. So, um, you know, I've seen it in my life. I'm 107. <laughs> and, uh, you know, before the internet and everything else. You know, when the internet first came along, it was like, oh, it was this nice toy. And then all of a sudden, and then Facebook and MySpace and all this stuff. And, and you were telling people where you were and what you were eating and what you thought about things. And, and it was a slow build to now where basically your whole life is out uh, for everyone to see and hear. I mean, nothing is, is private anymore. Even, doc- even, even Petraeus, I mean, Petraeus got caught cheating on his uh, wife 
he, you know, you know that story. No. So Petra, this is interesting because the 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 state of the art in, in keeping things secret is to follow what the terrorists are doing. So Petraeus learned from the terrorists <laughs> that um, the way to communicate with his mistress was to have a Google account, a Gmail account, but not send email, just oh, yeah. put messages in the draft folder. Yeah, and, and then waited. she would log into the draft. He learned this I, from, from, so from Al-Qaeda. Wow. Yes, Al-Qaeda. Al -Qaeda. Did that. How did you know that? Because uh, that's, that's how Petraeus got caught. Oh, very few people know that. But so, they, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. so he got caught. So, But now the terrorists use Telegram. Whoa. I don't even know what that is. What? Telegram has is a is an encrypted messaging and, and you can create oh, messages app. that self-destruct on yeah. both sides within a, a yeah. you know one minute or oh, like Snapchat. And you oh, can't like take a screenshot. Like in Game of Thrones. Send a yeah. bird. Yeah. yeah. So that's don't. that's the best you got is, is Telegram. <laughs> yeah. They used to they used to like write like he said draft and not send the email and you will go to the same inbox and then read. Oh, that's pretty. You know? That's a good idea. Uh, yeah. So yeah. But and, then it's so many. Like it, if you're up to no good, it's impossible. With between Easy Pass right. and I mean, the, you have to, the location on your phone. I yeah. mean, there's just so many ways. Oh, yeah. to the, get you now. They know where you are at all times. I mean, unless you don't have a phone. I mean, my father really lived in the best generation. My father. He, he was born in 1930. He saw computers. He saw the internet. He, he got to see it all. But he was a man, like a, you know, like a sexually active man during the time when, in, unless somebody addressed an envelope and sent it to your wife, basically men did whatever, you know, it was, it was, it was like mad men, you know? I mean, it was, it was just a totally, I know. It's, or shut up at your front door. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm speaking a little bit tongue in cheek, but, I'm, but, I'm, but, but there is like, it, it was a totally different time. And part of that is technology has just put a, a break on everything. It's just, right. it's so. But also technology help you cheat more now because, you know. No, you I, can, don't, I don't think so. No, because it's different because yeah. after the 80s, there were, see, there, ba there were basically no sexually transmitted diseases before the 80s that were harmful. No, but, like but VD, it, you know, but he, you get it. So you get a shot. People don't care about that stuff until herpes and AIDS came along. No, I understand. But if you want to cheat, you will have to actually physically go to a bar and meet someone, blah, blah. Now you don't have to do all that. Like one click well, and you can get whoever you I want. I don't me, think so. Let me tell you guys what's happening right now on, on Barnard's campus. Like I have some friends at Barnard. My girlfriend goes there. So she tells me what all of her friends who are like half of them are lesbians. And I swear to God, everyone is... Everyone is fucking everyone. It's yeah. it's the most bizarre. Like, polyamory is kind of the norm, which is fine. It's just not really my setting. The point is, there's been multiple instances at this point where, you know, two two girls are like, you know, they're having some kind of fling, or maybe they're serious, maybe they're not, and they both have each other's permanent location shared on their iPhones. You know, you can do this. You can share my location, so you know where I am at all times. You can just check, right? You know where your phone is, <laughs> right? Yeah. So there's been multiple multiple examples now of like two girls are in a fight, they got into some just a normal relationship fight and whatever. The next day uh, she's work you know one is working at the library and the other one just shows up. Oh wow. Cuz they permanently and and the, and the thing you have to do is you either have to have a conversation where which which is like I'm going to unshare you off my phone 
Mm. I mean, the, 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 is the it more the iPhone or iPhone, yeah. Oh, okay. You can the, do it with Android too. Even the the more the the weirder cases where it's just two friends, and for I think really only girls do this. Guys don't really do this as much. Yeah, my friend, I unshared her, and she got mad at me. She's like, I don't know where you are. Yeah. I was like, you don't need to know where I am. Right. That's You're crazy. in Chicago. I'm right. in New York. It's okay. And it it feels so normal to like. I yeah. guess it feels normal for some people to share it, but then to unshare it, it's like. Yeah, she felt is, is very this, detached. Right. Like I un connected mm. her like you cut the umbilical cord yes, or something yeah see even though i said what i said before that I, i'm okay with who i am and i don't you know I, i'm comfortable with what i put out there in the uh, in the online world but i never share my location yeah me too i think it's crazy as soon as i if i ever get a phone and i activate it and the location services yeah i always say no 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 you if know? you were mine you gonna share <laughs> that location? Son. That's the thing. I feel like <laughs> I feel like the craziness of it makes it a better you signal share of your like location. loyalty. Yeah. You know, like you like it's like getting a crazy tattoo with your friend or something. Like an intentionally stupid tattoo. The stupider the tattoo is, the stronger the signal of how good friends we are. So I'm gonna do this crazy thing, share my right. location with you permanently. When I have the option to do it for an hour, you can do it for an hour, two hours, whatever. I'm gonna share it with you permanently. Because it, it's kind of like getting a crazy tattoo with you, and we're in college, and that's what we do. You've Ooh. also brought up the thing of with social media when you break up with someone and you unfollow them. Like the last guy I was with, I unfollowed so many times, mm. and then I had to follow again because there was this thing of like that really hurt me, and now I can't unfollow him because that will mean that I care too much. Mm. There's a whole psychology <laughs> behind so that. Funny. It's insane. Uh, yeah. you, things were really so much is. simpler, right? When we were young, Marina. But I also think, like, all of this points to what where, you were where, saying. Where were you? I was out. I couldn't yeah. get you. Yeah, you couldn't get me. I was out. I was, I was out. <laughs> well, just I just told someone. How old are you, Norm? 56. Yeah, I... I oh. Well, I told... <laughs> 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 I told some, perfect for you, Marina. Huh? <laughs> Go ahead. I told someone, the like, they people know they can't call me on the phone. They know that I don't pick up the phone. I don't have a conversation. They and because and I'll text them, and they've gotten to the point now. They know that I'm not doing anything when I text them back. I was busy. <laughs> <laughs> They're like Marina. You, you just don't like using the phone. You don't have a conversation with anyone. So it's yeah. I, I don't like. I'm it. like that too. I never talk on the phone unless I yeah. absolutely have to. Huh. So there's certain like. Like, people psychologically have different personalities with the way, like, some people still talk on the phone. Some people will just text. Some people won't even answer your text right away. It's changed behavior. Yes, well, they're called they, children. Do, do you guys have kids? A, I was going to ask, that. any of you have kids? I, yeah, I have, yeah, I have three. You know, because, I <laughs> so, I think it's going to be interesting, at least from some of the psychology books I've been reading recently, is how it's going to be affecting um, younger generations, because it, it really is causing a lot of anxiety. You know, anxiousness. This, these, you know, different like social behaviors they're exchanging because they have these different features in every different social media platform. Because I never, you know, I was uh, first smartphone came out when I was like sophomore in college. Those like old Windows 2003 mobile, you know, look like a brick, right? But um, I'm kind of glad that through high school I went without a social media account. I don't know. Do you, you read that book, iGen? Gene Twenge wrote a big book last year about that, looking at (laughs) the effect of smartphones on the youngest generation. What she argued, and I completely, I was kind of radicalized about it after reading this book, was that 
it increases depression disproportionately for girls rather than boys mm-hmm. because boys bullying tends to be more physical in person girls bullying tends to be more verbal and you can never leave the verbal field now right you can leave school you can get the beat the shit beat out of you and then go home and you're fine but if you're a girl and the bullying is happening verbally you're with social media you can never escape it and i i think some of that stuff has held up but i've also i, I also saw someone really challenge her thesis saying that if you look at Europe, which has had the same social media, the same smartphones, you actually don't find these trends of like increased suicide, increased depression. No. So and I'm not I would really agree sure. with you on that. because bye. Me, bye. I'm going to text you my Marina. thoughts about this later, okay? okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Call um, me. <laughs> I think early childhood education, I think education period has to do with how people are either psycholog- psychologically, psychologically susceptible to certain things or not. Right, because I see the cultural difference all the time, I think. So now that I've been marketing for different companies and artists, when we market to foreign countries like Nigeria, Kenya, or South Africa, or Europe, the level of education is higher um, to the lower age groups than it is in the U.S. The U.S. kids care more about the, the hype, the gold, you know, shiny nuggets, the... Oh, he's got that shirt, or, you know, like kind of what you're saying, the Supreme. So I think that's stronger here in the uh, United States than it is perhaps in Europe. Mm-hmm. I think it'll fade out because just seeing what Slovakia went through from when I'm, you know, I grew up as a little kid in communism, which was mild compared to Russia. Then it was a free economy, a lot of corruption mafia. That's why we actually moved here. But then, you know, these younger generations, they're being more Americanized. They're mm-hmm. always saying that, like, even when I lived in Europe, they were saying, like, Germany's so Americanized, they're so Americanized. And they were. So I think it's... I think we're globalizing, but it's, it, you know, I do see those differences. I see them every single year when I go back and visit my family. It's very clear to me, like right away. Of- but I, I think technology also worked for, for me, from my point of view, I think for the Middle East, it's much better. I always discuss this with Normans, like people growing up there not knowing facts, you know, media will lie to us. You know, you don't know wars you lost. You don't know anything about history but now you can actually know the truth all the time like something like the holocaust for example you know will we have denial if there is internet back then and everything was captured you know well, everything so, was captured and we still have denial <laughs> you know, i think it goes both ways didn't you have some some basketball yeah. players came out they were saying well i don't believe the world is round or the earth yeah is yeah uh-huh. uh-huh. people- so i think it goes both ways you can still use proper i think it's even more dangerous I'm, I'm a big history buff yeah and you know i've learned a lot about what happened in world war ii during style and all that how they were able to brainwash their people the population with propaganda but that's my point that they, they were able to brainwash them because they couldn't get the facts that's the same thing in the Middle East and a lot of countries. Right. You get brainwashed. You don't have the fact. I wouldn't be well, able to, re- to read his columns, for example, if I was back right. home. So it goes both ways. But if now, you understand yeah. how to uh, define what a credible piece of information is, yeah. then you're in good shape because the Internet is a blessing to you. you know? sure. like I always say that I went to the University of Google because I dropped out of college, and I've learned more, I think, me personally, I've been out of college than in college through the Internet. Right, yeah. but then to the other side of the people that are easily bamboozled, it's a curse because you know. Well, we'll see what happens, but I mean, we got to well, well, wrap it up. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, uh, that was great. Call me. You want to share information? Twitter handle at coldxman. And Marina Franklin had to go to her to do her spot. Matea. Uh, me, mine is Matei underscore H underscore entrepreneur, and Matei you spell M A T E J. See, that's bad marketing. <laughs> That's way Type too, com- that's way too complicated. Is, but this is the first time ever my foreign name has 
played to my advantage. If I if I hired a marketer and that was his uh, Twitter handle or was it your Twitter handle? Yeah. I'd be like, this, my this dude doesn't. Yeah, this dude does nothing about marketing. It's got to be shortened <laughs> to the point. It's like a like a barber. It's, like, it's got to be like Matey Man or something. <laughs> I don't know. Tony. M- Tony Darrow at sorry, CompuServe. That, was, that, that wasn't nice. I, <laughs> sorry. No, you, you're right. <laughs> no. no. Oh, God, just Tony it. Darrow, I don't know. At AOL.com. At AOL. <laughs> CompuServe. Uh, oh, that's funny. Whatever. <laughs> he stole my joke. I said CompuServe. That's yeah. even older. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, know. I still have my AOL account, by the way. Oh, I'm sure really? I'm shocked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't you say. Uh, and we will you leave and Keith you. Robinson. We will leave you with Zach having you. Right. Uh, a, a new project that's going to play your music to the end of this podcast. How come? Oh, Zach. Late up, we live and write. Ain't much them ends besides. They feed for the Oh, I just like, what's your that's awesome. Bitches. I wonder what the signature is. The signature is the for my homies locked up, praying for the ones up top. Yeah, we could be doing better, but we love what we got. Oh, it ain't a lot, but one day we gonna own this town. I let the homie lace the beat while I be rolling the lap. I hold me down. I promise for the grim we creeping. I'ma make it big, and when I do, then we all eating. And we're gonna slay. Did it for idiots and the runaways. Happy just to live Wait, through the night and see another day to my nephews. I would kill for you. In life, there's so much more still to do I will for you and pass them on